back with another episode of for the record um this one's a special one this one's one that we've been waiting for uh for quite some time we've i don't even i don't even know the countless yeah, it's amount been of a times little, man. we've been yeah this is long anticipated so long overdue long anticipated highly anticipated yeah. um one of the conversations that i've been honestly wanting to have on the record for the record um this one this uh, this person in in particular is a, a friend to myself uh, a friend of the room, a friend of the show, um, somebody who is one of the very few people to start where he started from and get to where he is now in particular, um, in the design space particularly, um, this being both digital um, in terms of physical product, um, in terms of actually feeling a product, seeing it from idea inception to creation. Um, a friend of mine, he's you know also somebody that I look up to in terms of the design world and the perspective of um, taking it upon yourself to actually go and um, starting a, start a brand and actually implementing different things into a brand that are different than others that are out there. Um, particularly, like for example, with the mascot, as you can see yeah. here, um, just some of the items, you know, I can't say that I've seen anybody that does anything like this in particular. Um, but yeah, a good homie of mine uh, as well, like I said. Uh, Shiloh Stoops. Hey man, I appreciate the intro. That was great. Thank, Thank you, man. I appreciate all the kind words. Um, was that the Shiloh Stoops? I guess you go by a couple different. Uh... Yeah, I have multiple nicknames. Honestly, <laughs> my formal name, like Shaim, that's like a name my mom and dad call me. Like no one else be calling me that. Yeah. Other than that, my nicknames: Shy for short, Shiloh Stoops. We have Stoops, Shiloh by itself. It's yeah, it's a mixture of all of them. Honestly, it's whatever it is. And uh, we got who? Stoopy here? Yeah, we got Stoopy the mascot. <laughs> You'll be seeing lots of him around, I'm sure. But And if you haven't seen Stoopy, which I'm sure you probably have seen Stoopy somewhere, uh, we'll get into, uh, you know, who this is, uh, where, uh, well, honestly, it's 2023. I'm not even going to get into the conversation, but where they came from yeah. <laughs> uh, and all of that. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll start um, as I like to start, you know, with everybody that I talk to, like early beginnings in terms of, you know, like where you came from, where uh, you were born, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, where your family comes from, that whole. Yeah, okay, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah tell me, tell me, for, for the people that don't know, because I'm sure a lot of people here are watching also and like know you already. Yeah, I feel like no one knows like the whole like background, but either way, yeah, born and raised in Porco Quillum. Yeah, been living here since I was like four or five years old. Before mm -hmm. that, I was kind of in like Vancouver as well, but. Yeah, other than that, yeah, was going to school in Poco as well too. Like, yeah, my whole world is in Poco, man. Like, <laughs> bro, I, like, the boys. I've, I swear, like everybody. When I started to like get to know some of the people in Poco, yeah, by proxy, everybody just knew you. They were like, oh, like everybody's rocking the hoodies. Yeah, um, well before I even, I think I even actually knew you. Like, I saw people wearing the merch. Yeah, exactly. And I had a brand before the Shiloh Stoops one as well too. So then there's like. People knew that as well, too, mm -hmm. and then this kind of just branched after that whole thing as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so um, I guess you grew up in the area. Yeah. Um, how was your, like, up upbringing in particular? Like, I mean, I was, like, everyone that knows me knows I'm just, like, homebody, like, quiet guy, honestly. But, yeah, yeah do you have any... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, just coming up, honestly, I was just, like, yeah, coming up, I wasn't really thinking, like, entrepreneurial. I was just kind of thinking, just, like, go to school, get good grades, like, listen to mom and dad, get your yeah. nine to five, just do whatever, but... I think it was towards, like, high schools when I kind of, like, all switched. And I feel like our generation's a lot different than, like, the past generations, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like we have a lot more opportunity in a sense of just, like, technology being around. just like, easy to access information and stuff like that as well. 100%. But, yeah, after that is kind of when I was just, like, 
full on, I was like, I'm gonna try and do this. Like, obviously I'll have my nine to five or whatever, but like, I really wanted to push the entrepreneurial side, I would say. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever asked this. Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I got a brother and sister, which no one really knows that I have a sister. Like, my brother is four years older than me, and my sister is a good amount older than me. Okay. I don't know her exact age, but yeah, what, she's... What do they get into? Are they, are they into, like, design at all? Is this anything that's, like, nah. in the family, or... <laughs> nah, This nah, is nah, far nah. different, hey. Yeah, my brother was into, like, he was into photography, but, like, as to, like, artistic side and just, like, creative, I would say I'm just, like, the first one to kind of, like, branch off from, I guess, the norm or whatever else mm. you want to call it, so... yeah. Um, if you can think back, are there like any early signs of like that maybe your parent, like if somebody was to ask your parents today, yeah. anything that they can say, oh yeah, we knew he was going to get into that because he was. I think, yeah, I think they knew I was going to be into like the creative space, but I just didn't, I think they more looked at it as like a hobby. They didn't know like how far it could actually go kind of thing, but yeah. I guess it's in a sense you just got to like prove them wrong and just yeah, stick to your gut and do what you can do. So I feel like that's a common theme. You just got to yeah. prove, prove them wrong. Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, that's what's up. Um, so yeah, like I guess high school or uh, middle school, everything. Yeah. Um, were you into uh, the creative space in that at that particular time, or was it at, like you said, nah, just like I yeah, I did like like kind of like drawing. I've been super on and off with that, and I was like big in middle school and high school. I would say, mm-hmm. but yeah, I had like nothing to do with fashion. Like I didn't really care for it. It was just like it was what it was to me. I was doing it, or I was skateboarding at the time as well too, and I think that's what really like turned me into like the whole graphics and then fashion and stuff like that yeah it's all lifestyle like everything intermingles yeah Um, exactly when did you start skating probably like i want to say after like grade six like i was kind of doing it before but after grade six was when i started taking it like serious i started going to the skate park a bunch like met a bunch of the boys the guy who's filming this whole thing i've been skating with him as well too way Mm -hmm. back when so yeah yeah, I would say, yeah, like right in middle school. What are some of the legendary parks in the area for people? Like? Definitely Railside. Anyone that knows me knows <laughs> that's my home park, man. Railside. Home park. I'll ride and die for Railside, man. And anyone that says otherwise, then I don't want to hear it. Yeah, facts. <laughs> man. It. So um, I guess um, how was it skating that kind of came into the picture first or the um, I figure it was skating. Yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, skating is what really like. Like, if it wasn't for skating, I wouldn't have any of what I have right now, I would say, honestly. But yeah. just with skateboarding, there's always graphics on the boards that I always thought were super sick. I was like, yeah. how do people make that? The t-shirt graphics, not that they're like usually anything crazy, just like the logo or whatever. But yeah. same thing, I was just like, how do they do that? And that's, yeah, I guess that's what really, like, flipped the switch for me, I want to say. And just, like, seeing all the stickers, and that's, like, kind of what got me hyped up, I want to say, as a kid. 100%, yeah. So. Who are some of the... Uh early skaters that like i guess at that time because i everybody that doesn't necessarily know anything about skates just gonna say tony hawk yeah yeah <laughs> i know that yeah, yeah. there are like a lot of other skaters in the i guess in the space that actually yeah. put a stamp in like you want to say like local wise or um just anybody like or who in particular growing up that you were looking up to i mean obviously there's nigel Hughes. i'm pretty sure a majority of people know him he's yeah. been killing us since he was like what like six or seven yeah, or yeah. whatever the age was <laughs> But other than that, no one, like, in particular, to be honest. I was just kind of, like, skating more for fun. But in, like, this day and age, now that I'm, like, into it more, there's definitely people I look up to. I want to say, like, Tyshawn Jones, Kevin Bradley. Yeah. Those are, like, yeah, like, top. <laughs> like, those are the guys <laughs> I look up to the most, honestly. That's what's up. That's and what's then, up. yeah, coming from, like, locals, like, the people that got me more into it, Matthew, the filmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, a local skateboarder named Mickey Papa. He was also, like, one of the locals that made it into the U.S., and he made it big. Um, yeah, there was a few names out there, honestly. So what's up. Did, because um, one thing I remember, because, unfortunately, I never skated, but I remember hearing about all these skaters that would then also go and, like, start their own brand. Yeah, yeah. Or start their own, uh, whether it's a skate brand or they started actually yeah. making boards or it was just apparel. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of skaters, they got endorsed by, you know, sprites or the cokes of the world or whatever yeah. but they also then in turn like you know develop their own product yeah, exactly as well. which i think is smart personally like it's kudos to them people might think it's the wrong move but yeah i feel like once you have a name for yourself it's like you can almost make anything and it's like it's gonna pop especially if it's in the space that you're like 
kind of like curated yourself into so yeah yeah i think it's the right move honestly just do your own thing you don't have to go with the industry or whatever just yeah you know. why would anybody say it's the wrong move do they say like they, they just go compete like just keep it at that like no they're just saying like they're bringing like too many brands into it and they're like uh, not as established and like x y and z but it's like I would, I would do the same thing if I was in that position. Yeah. Honestly, so. Are there any skaters that, like, are known or that are criticized for, like, repping all types of... Like, wearing a, a... You know those fucking Super Bowl jackets that have, like, all those yeah, brands yeah. on them? Yeah. Is that, like, a thing in the skate community where, like, not yo, that really. dude's fucking chasing all these brands? Like, yeah, not really. Not that I know of. Unless, like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure the industry is a lot different when you, like, make it to the pro level. But from what I know, I'm pretty sure everyone just, like... Rocks whatever they like. Obviously, they wear their sponsorships and rep them. But yeah. yeah, from what I know, I'm pretty sure it's like pretty open, honestly. What um? So I guess yeah, good to hear or cool to hear your skate inspirations. Um, did you have any inspirations from like a design perspective at that particular point in your life, like when you were still mm-hmm. coming up and you were just getting you know first getting a feel into the world? Yeah, um, no. I know a lot of people say Virgil. Uh, yeah, Virgil, hundred percent. Like I always had an eye on him, especially after working at Sneakerbox and Metro Town as well too. Just like okay, fire, fire. Yeah, you see a lot of off white, and that's when I was like really, really popping as well too. So that's kind of like I started noticing that, and that's what kind of like got the ball rolling for me as well too. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, not really. Like there was a few kind of like solo designers. There was Warren Lotus. Mm-hmm. There was Donnie. I don't know how to say his last name. And I'm <laughs> we'll put it right here. Yeah, Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there was Bandy the Pink. He was one that I really, really liked. And he had, like, his mascot character. And yeah. that was one that, like, really inspired me as well, too. And then, yeah, I would say those were, like, the three mains. Yeah. For me, like, even, like, I look back and, like, it's undeniable to say that Kanye didn't, or you can't even argue that Kanye didn't have an impact in, like, a lot oh, of the yeah. design that we see today. 100%. If you look at, like, from, from men to women across the board, like, yeah. you know, just looking at some of the color tones that brands, for example, like Aritzia or, like, Lululemon use today, like, yeah. they're soft color tones that Kanye was implementing. Yeah, exactly. I, agree. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's... You know, you got to kind of give credit where it's due, but everybody kind of then curves it towards exactly. wherever they want to take it. But I feel like even with his, like, futuristic approach that he was doing with, like, Yeezy and, like, his whole brand or whatever, it's, like, even though it's, like, it's kind of, like, it's rocky right now, but it's, like, you can see other brands are following exactly what he's doing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I appreciate about some of these people that, like, I think for the Virgils, the Kanye's of the world, yeah. was that you can, they weren't afraid to kind of show what, the the creation process was behind some of like these clothing pieces and these items like i I remember always seeing b-roll or seeing footage of virgil um working with different um fabrics things of those sorts yeah exactly um and that was something that always kind of stuck to me the fact that i'm like watching these people perform on a stage maybe like from the perspective of kanye but you can still see them still in the back room, like, exactly, you know, yeah. cutting fabrics up or whatever it might be. Yeah, just getting the whole thing done, the process. Yeah, um, and the, the technical aspect of it was yeah, kind of exactly. what I always looked at. Um, talk about that. Like, uh, do you have anything to say about kind of when you were first kind of getting the technical side of, um, or when that first kind of side of things started to come to you, yeah. like, maybe when you were coming up? Uh, and by technical, I mean, like, uh, for example, figuring out, okay, um, when I'm making... Um, you know, say a design on my computer, knowing yeah. the difference between a vector and like a regular file, yeah, okay, or like yeah, yeah. I would um, say, yeah. things like that, like the very technical pieces where like you only really know it when you've been kind of yeah, picking it up for a while. Yeah. Well, with my first brand, like this was before I went to graphic design school. Mm-hmm. This is when I kind of like, yeah, like you said, it's like you make a graphic and then you kind of like pick it up along the way. So it's like. I had no idea how much work this was going to involve or nothing. I just yeah. thought we'd make a graphic and it'll be easy to get a t-shirt printed or whatever the situation. Yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely, it's a lot more work than that, whether it's, like, coming up with, like, the actual quantity that you want to do, how much it's going to be wholesale, how much you want to do retail, the measurement of the graphics, how you're going to figure out the size of the graphics exactly. on the pieces, coming up with the graphic as a whole making sure you have your CMYKs and your Pantones and, like, make sure it's ready for print. And there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of technicals that go into it that, like, yeah, a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes of all of that. So When do you feel like you, like, started actually getting, was it, did you just say that it, was, it wasn't until you actually started, um, like, creating your own brand? Or did you 
at any point like go do research and like learn all that stuff before and I then did go. a bit of research but it's like it'll never be like cookie cutter information with this kind of stuff honestly yeah. it's like you literally just have to jump into the fire and figure it out as you go and that's when you'll kind of learn from your mistakes and like, exactly because yeah. for me like I remember just way back in the day like you know pre-teens printing out even just like trying to print out my own posters for yeah. example and you're seeing it blurry as hell on the print and it's like okay why the hell is it yeah, am exactly, I not seeing crispy yeah. edges you're learning about DPI you yeah know? exactly things like that it's yeah. like you don't know until you bump your head a few times exactly 100% it's like trial and error honestly that's all graphic design is I would say but mm. yeah going to school for two years definitely like that's what helped me like push everything that I have right now as well yeah that's dope that's dope um and what about your uh i guess because when you're first starting out you i realize this when it comes to many different mediums for example when it comes yeah. to video uh you have a decision you can use iMovie or you can use premiere yeah um when you're doing photo or when you're doing any type of graphic or or digital graphics or whatever it might be yeah, yeah. you have a choice in terms of like what programs you want to use yeah, 100%. um what which ones did you kind of start off with and like which ones are you using now are they like the same ones that you used back then or i started out with gimp which some people might know some people might not know but it's yeah you can create these vector files if everyone knows what that is but yeah you make these vector files and those will be like ready for print or whatever i'm really happy you said gimp yeah <laughs> gimp, <laughs> I was is gonna nice. say, uh... gimp is nice but it's it's yeah coming up with the actual graphic compared to like adobe illustrator now that i've like can compare the two is there's a large difference in yeah. like time and just like making the graphic like more clean and just like everything like that as well 100 percent. like for example uh like gimp i'm glad yeah. you said gimp because that was like on my list of ones that i first started using yeah, yeah. uh paint.net i don't yeah, know if you've paint. ever heard of paint.net like canva as well too is another one of them mm -hmm. but uh i don't know if you've ever heard of photoscape this was one that like a random no. one that i found that no i haven't uh, heard of a lot of them honestly it was just like in the crunch of time that yeah. was just like i need something to use and it's just like yeah that's when i did the research and i was like whatever worked worked and the thing that I, and exactly, whatever worked, worked. Yeah. Like, I started realizing that, like, I learned how to do this on this program. Yeah. And you could probably do the same thing on that program. Exactly. But, like, I, my brain knows how to do it here, so I just start switching. It's like, exactly. It's like learning it in the new space is going to be, like, the tough part, I would say. Yeah. But most tools that they have on there is, like, Adobe Illustrator is going to have for the most part. So it's, like, once you transfer, it's, like, there'll still be, like, tools you'll recognize. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, for me right now, I'm having to kind of break free of some of those, like, yeah, 100%. bad habits. Like, you can do all that stuff in Photoshop. You don't need to do it in photos, uh, Photoscape and yeah, then exactly. paint.net yeah, yeah. and then send it to Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I feel like I'm making my job harder for myself. But yeah. Yeah, um, for anybody that is honestly starting off, I know that, um, you know, even just being able to afford some of these programs are just maybe not always viable oh, in yeah, every 100%, case. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, that's another thing. But I hear people all the time saying, oh, you know, I wish I was a better editor or I wish yeah. I, um, you know, uh, my motion graphics are... There are ways to become better. There are ways to, yeah, you know, exactly. start off with the free programs that, you know, just get you in the game, get your foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. And then you can, you know, 100%. of course, then later on, go on and maybe once you've done a gig for somebody for $200 or you've done a couple of those, then you're able to buy the exactly, program. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, this also isn't something you got to like go to school for or whatever. It's like graphic design, I could have did solo. Video editing, you can do solo. But it's just a fact of, I guess, yeah, getting that piece of paper and just like, it was kind of like a head start for me, honestly. Because yeah. if I was to do a solo, I, like, again, I would not have everything that I have right now. I wouldn't be working for Bird probably, and yeah. So it's like it also creates opportunity. Yeah, um, I I guess this is kind of the la one of the last topics on this particular that I wanted to talk about. Um, there's been like a sudden boom with AI and how AI works yeah. in the industry. I don't know if you've heard of OpenAI and how Dolly was something that came into the game. And I haven't was, heard. Of, I think I might have heard of Dolly, but I'm not sure exactly the whole aspect uh, line. But. You might have just heard like the back, the, the concept of it, where it's basically an AI that's creating an image that didn't exist once before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. There was one where I think it made up this gothic uh, party. Yeah. Um, where it, it was a picture of like a 19, it appeared like a 1970s gothic party. Yeah. Um, where these people were dressed up in, you know, wigs or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it, like, takes the original photo and then, like, switches it into, the, like, a new one, yeah? It, no? it tries to create a photo out of something that, like, it, this photo never existed before, but, like, yeah, okay. it, you literally type in, make me or show me a photo of this, 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 yeah. that, and that. 
and like it takes maybe references and creates something. Yeah, okay. People were saying that it was very spooky how real this photo looked, and maybe I'll show you later. You can probably see it on the screen now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was going into how AI is just creating images yeah. out of nothing. And yeah, it's, yeah. I have heard like uh, artists now starting to be concerned because they feel like their art is uh, the the art that this AI is creating yeah. is referenced off of say for example if I type in show me a mascot yeah that AI might be grabbing a reference off of Snoopy. yeah hundred percent which is yeah it's true honestly so then it's like hey why don't I get paid because yeah yeah hundred percent yeah I feel like artists are kind of like I guess they're feeling like they're like losing control over their art and it's like they're not getting like royalties behind it which that they definitely should in my opinion. But, yeah, I think AI is definitely, like, yeah, this is, like, as crazy as it's been right now. I would say technology is, like, as advanced as it's ever yeah. been in its life. But Have you ever used uh, AI or, like, um, I don't know, ChatGBT? Yeah, none of that, honestly. I'm into, like, NFTs and, like, that whole space. But, like, once it goes, like, a level past that when it's, like, the AR, like, artificial reality whatever they want to yeah call. that's like yeah that's like too much for me honestly yeah. right now. <laughs> but yeah nfts i love and then yeah there's other little aspects of like ai which i'm into as well which yeah is definitely yeah changing the design world changing the fashion world changing artist world so it's yeah i know that metaverse like the conversations in metaverse took like a hit especially like yeah. with the end of last year but i still feel like it's one of those early adopter things where it's it's gonna go through cycles people are gonna say oh i lost so much money in yeah, this exactly. or um this died off and then maybe in a couple of years it'll have a new resurgence 100 man it's like yeah all i can say is history repeats itself man like it's it, it's proven you can look at it it's there it's like once everything's kind of like in the gutter that's when there's going to be all these like fud stories that come out like bad news like all that as well yeah but yeah if you can live past that and you want to buy or whatever the situation is like yeah it could work out in your favor it's just like if you just want to take that risk or not but true to that mm -hmm. um i don't think in my in my opinion i don't think that ai will replace artists or yeah, replace so people's ability to um you know still make a livelihood off of like creating yeah. art and things like that I think that it's one of those mediums where it involves so much of a human touch. or Exactly, human I agree. And it's, like, based off, like, personality and, like, style. And there's, like, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that's involved with it, too. Yeah, and I'll once again put that picture up of the, the gothic yeah, thing yeah. that I showed that I was talking to you about. Then they started actually calling out the fact that this AI couldn't properly draw fingers. And, like, everybody's yeah, okay, fingers yeah. look messed up. and. Um, I guess it, it doesn't have the ability to actually go that fine into detail. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's not drawing out like five fingers. You might see four on a hand and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think in our generation, we're not going to see AI take over. Like, I feel like we'll see it replace jobs, like some jobs, which it already is kind of. But yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to see no like iRobot type of movie situation. Yeah. <laughs> for real, like for that, real. Man, so. Um, so I guess I wanted to then curve into uh, the conversation of when you were then starting to maybe make your dream a little bit more of a reality or yeah. your, I guess, your, your goals in, in a reality in terms of when you started actually developing clothing and yeah. making designs or digital designs actually physical items. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we spoke about this a little bit earlier in terms of um, the fact that some people maybe only have knowledge in that digital space where they're you know creating digital arts you know yeah, exactly maybe yeah. that's the world they're in or in turn other people that are only involved in the space of creating physical products yeah you know, exactly um, yeah. maybe it's brick and mortar maybe it's um you know i don't know whatever it might be but they're yeah. only kind of in the space of you know printing a t-shirt and shipping it out yeah exactly yeah it's um, definitely like two separate jobs i want to say and just like yeah a lot of different technicals that come into play i want to say as well yeah but yeah with the whole like apparel side of things i want to say like the back end side is yeah there's a lot of technicals as in just like first off coming up with a mock-up or just like having a t-shirt mock-up or whatever that looks like i guess presentable to the printer yeah. having the graphic is another thing being able to print or create that having the pantone colors and making sure that's ready for print as well too yeah and then i would say the front side is when it comes to more like the material of it and like the quality i want to say yeah that's when it comes to the measurement as well too of like how big it's gonna be but yeah the correlation between the two it's yeah it's tough honestly honestly 
uh, more so with with your stuff in yeah. particular. Uh, how involved are you in each one of these things? Like, are you hands on in everything, or do you relay some of that onto other people? No, I'm yeah one man show, honestly. <laughs> one man show as of <laughs> I right now. That. So, yeah, like I'm like I'm stoked with what I've been able to push out as of right now. But then obviously there's those times where you can't just keep being like go 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 go. You gotta like. Yeah, you got to focus on yourself too, make sure you're all good. And then just like, yeah, whenever the next piece comes or whatever comes, it comes. But yeah, yeah, it's always in like the back of my head, just like what to do next and just like next pieces. So yeah, I saw, um, is her, uh, excuse me, is her name Jessica? Yeah, Jessica. Do you, I saw that you guys do some work together. Is that like you guys working on your own brand, but together? Yeah, exactly. So she has her own brand as well too called Hell Dog. We have the plushie back there as well too that we collabed on, but. Yeah, she was someone that I was really stoked to work with, honestly, because she was someone that I looked up to. Yeah. Like, just her being an artist and then started doing her apparel. And then her having, I seen she made a plushie. I had this one at the time as well, too. And then I was just like, yo, I was like, why don't we just collab on it and just kind of like join it? And That's fire. Yeah, so we finally dropped it. We got the packaging all done. It's, yeah, on our website. So, yeah, that was one I was really hyped on, honestly. That's neat. That's neat. And honestly just looking at it it's this is something that you're not just buying off of your mom's friend this is yeah exactly it looks like you purchased this from uh, a department store yeah exactly yeah Um, this one was definitely a process honestly yeah my bucket like well yeah one of my bucket lists for the brand was to create a plushie since i had this mascot as well too i feel like i i felt like i had to yeah but yeah that's no and and honestly it's, it's like i said once again it's a high quality I'm looking at this thing like, man, how I wouldn't even know where to start with getting something like this made. Yeah, like, that uh, was my whole thing as well, too. I was like, I have no idea where to even start. But again, it's just the whole the whole thing is just starting. Just starting. Yeah, 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 100%. And I think that's maybe where a lot of people kind of get stuck and maybe yeah, exactly. scared or maybe that's where the process stops. Yeah, 100%. Um, just starting, you know, yeah, exactly. getting contacts. For us, it was okay if we don't necessarily know anybody overseas that can get us great quality at yeah. a maybe cheaper rate. Um, let's pay the cost and get it made here. Yeah, and exactly. Just see if we can build the network out. And yeah, hundred percent. It's it's just involved starting. That's literally yeah, exactly, all it is. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Um, the theme. There's like a apparent theme that you know. Just looking at all your items that it follows. You know, yeah. you see the the mascot. It's the the purple color tones. Yeah. Uh, how is your your mindset in terms of deciding that? The pat like purple's always been one of my favorite colors, honestly. So I was, that was honestly just that decision there, and like I know purple by itself also just like it also means being like unique and just like more creative and just stuff like that as well too. Yeah, and I feel like this brand doesn't like represent anything else but myself. It's like I kind of just like branded myself based off my nickname, honestly. That's fire. And then yeah, every piece that I have is just like kind of speaking on like the things I guess I believe in and what I want to push and just yeah, stuff like that as well. And there's a very strong message, bro. Like it follows a very positive messaging in terms of even the daily posts that you yeah. see from uh uh like on your Instagram like yeah. uh, um the what is the, it like, like the, the national day the national like, day yeah, exactly yeah. exactly and you you see that and there's an apparent like a positive outlook that this brand as a whole has and yeah exactly. not not every brand goes as far as actually making sure that like you know they're people that are you know investing themselves into it yeah exactly uh, feel it even after they've purchased items or even if you haven't purchased the items 100 i just feel like yeah there's a lot of like i don't want to say like dark brands there is like dark brands out there but there's nothing that's kind of like pushing like a good message and especially with like everything that's going on today as well too but mm-hmm. yeah i feel like my whole thing's just like pushing good vibes positivity fucking peace just yeah all yeah that, man, literally was that an important part of um also including a mascot because i know like sports teams have a mascot yeah maybe that's for a reason yeah exactly um, yeah so yeah my whole thing with the mascot again vandy the pink was another big inspiration for me but i felt like instead of like having me kind of like present the brand i'd rather have like the mascot so i kind of have like kirby in mind and just like a couple of these other like nintendo <laughs> characters yeah. or whatever that's fire but yeah i just thought that was like one of the best ways especially to like interact with customers as well too and it's like you're more falling in love with the character and the brand rather than it's like shallow stoops so it's like if you know who he is i'm cool that's all yeah I but yeah these are like the main two is just like the mascot itself and then like the pieces that I push out, the message that I push out. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's very interesting because a lot of people might even take that front role and say, yeah. I'm the person that you should think of when you think of this brand. Yeah. And you kind of went the other direction and said, no, like 
you know, it's not really about me. Yeah, I'm exactly. designing it. It's realistically, it is about you, but yeah. it, you're not the front face. Exactly. It. So it's like my like the mascot's pretty much like an extension of me. I want to say a hundred percent. Yeah, that's how I look at it. A hundred percent. Quality assurance. I wanted to actually talk about because um, we spoke about this outside in terms of how. Um, the different approaches that you can take in. Uh, you mentioned a few times the approach that you've taken in terms of just getting started, just putting something out yeah, there yeah. and then worrying about um, bettering the iterations afterwards. Yeah. Um, how, I mean, for us in particular, um, we've battled, uh, when it comes to Labyrinth, we've battled in terms yeah. of, okay, whether we should um, drop something and then we decide to go back into the warehouse and yeah. try to figure out a better way to do it or a, a higher quality or our standard maybe is a little bit higher yeah, so we want to yeah. rework it. Um, how does your quality assurance, because I guess maybe it's a little bit easier because you're just one person. Yeah. You're not four people trying to decide what the best move is. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But how does your, your quality assurance work? Like, How do you know that you're increasing the quality of your product over time? I would say for me personally, just like, again, working at Sneakerbox, I've seen like a lot of like high fashion come through there, a lot of like high quality garments. So comparing that with the stuff that I have to like other people, for example, like Warren Lotus, Donnie, like they all have streetwear pieces as well too. So I'm kind of like, I guess comparing it to them in a sense. But then, yeah, so when it comes to like actually checking the quality, it's just, yeah, just a one man show pretty much, just me doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally what it is. So that's good. So you've like seen, you know, um, high fashion, you know, particularly say even down to packaging, how some of these things yeah, are exactly, presented yeah. to clients. Yeah, and then um, like tags as well too is another thing, like neck labels, like care labels. Like, yeah. again, this is all stuff I wasn't really thinking of like before the whole process, but then once it comes into play, it's like, yeah, you can't have without it. So. The, the details that matter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I like how you talked about how, because I feel like I'm like you. Yeah. Um, sometimes I get pushed back from the team about it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like even not necessarily comparing yourself to other people, but like a healthy taking a look at the field from a bird's eye view and yeah. see, okay, this person is doing that. That person is doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, how can I differentiate myself and still compete? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I feel like some people sometimes take it incorrectly and they say like don't compare yourself like just yeah exactly keep, it's like keep your head straight but i yeah, feel like it's like, healthy yeah there's a wrong and good way to go about it like when you're comparing yourself saying like oh like i need to be better than this guy and x y and z it's like you don't gotta go like to that extent I yeah. say. but <laughs> when it comes to like quality and graphics it's like i guess yeah in a sense that's where i'm more like it is like comparing but it also just depends on the brand. Some people can just have like a simple logo and like that's them. They're just like simple as more type of thing. But yeah. Some people like more loud graphics like myself. But yeah, everyone has their own direction. You could have like small graphic and make it huge. You could have big graphics, make it huge. So it really just depends, I want to say. Yeah. Um, I want to also know, I guess maybe this is like my own personal question. Um, yeah. And I want to know particularly even say with uh, these in particular. I don't know yeah, if, yeah. if uh, we'll have a photo of these as well, but um, they're the what's the name of these i call those a globe runners i was stuck on the name for a while but i felt like with the mascot itself like stoopy and then yeah i felt like globe runners was like one of the first names that came into my head and i was like i came up with some other options but globe runners was the one that just like really stuck with me honestly that's fire that's fire um this is an incredible shoe um i want to know how something like this is made in terms of yeah um I know very clearly how hard it is to, or maybe not how hard, it can be hard, it can be maybe a little bit not as difficult, but fulfillment, you know, when somebody orders something in terms of getting it to their door, um, that whole process, like whatever that entails. Yeah, it's definitely a process, especially when you want to go like the pre-order route as well too, which is the route that I decided to go just because... I'm not at the point where I can order like a hundred different shoes and be sitting on a few or whatever. It's just like, I'd rather just get a pre-order. Whoever wants a shoe, everyone gets one. Right. But getting it, yeah, from design to production to doors, yeah, it's a long process. It's definitely yeah. like, it's <laughs> tough, man. It's tough. But my whole thing is like, I usually come up with the design first. So I made the shoe design. Uh-huh sent it off to the manufacturer, and then I was getting the sample in first. Do you work back and forth with them? Oh, yeah, back and forth. It's, yeah, they're, like, yeah, they're in China, so it's, like, usually at nighttime when, like, they're online is, like, or, sorry, when it's our nighttime is, like, when they're working in the morning. So yeah. like I'm talking to them, like, late at night trying to make sure it's all right. And it's, yeah. like, one or two in the morning sometimes. But either way, it's a lot of back and forth. It usually takes, for the shoes, it took... 
probably like almost a year to like fully, fully get it right, honestly. Right. And even down to the shoe box, like yeah. you said, like working at sneaker box, you're definitely looking at all the the different ways that people are made. See, like I'm yeah, saying, it's boxes as well. People don't look this deep exactly, into exactly. The, unless you're Nike or unless you're Adidas. Hundred percent. My thing was like I just didn't want like a regular shoe box. I wanted something a bit like more presentable and something I can get like more graphics on there and stuff like that as well. So for sure, yeah, for that's sure. why I went with that. But and this, this is heat, bro. Congratulations, thank by you, the way. Man. I, I um, that. thank you. I had conversations with people about how I was waiting on some people to clear a check. Yeah. So I could, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Could, I could buy those at the time, but I don't know if it's gonna require. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You don't got to talk about it on camera here, but yeah, yeah. either the next shoe or I'm a fine. Uh, somehow I'm gonna get a. Yeah, pair. they'll yeah, there's, <laughs> there'll be stuff in the works. So yeah, yeah, there'll be there'll be some stuff coming, bro. So there'll be stuff. Coming. Let me know. I'll, I'll write the no, check. I'll definitely let you know. I'll definitely let you know. But, but yeah, um, like yeah, that was like definitely a milestone of mine, like a childhood dream of mine as well too, just to be able to make my own shoe and then. Seeing so, you know, all these other people do it as well too, kind of like these solo designers. I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. And yeah, some people might say it's like bootleg to like, yeah, it's like the Air Jordan 1 silhouette or whatever. But for me personally, I'm just doing it for fun. Like I'm just doing it to like, like I said, my childhood dream. Yeah. Whoever wants to rock it can rock it. And if I do get to that point where it's like I have a lot of like followers and like a lot of sales, whatever, then at that point, I'll just make a new silhouette. And then, yeah. Ex- exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that way it's not yeah. getting like tangled with. I know Nike's attacking all these people nowadays. Bro, I was just about to say, you, yeah. you can talk about Babe if you want yeah, to. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> man. I know it's like, yeah, I feel like once people are making good money off these silhouettes, that's when Nike's just like, they're coming at you. And, and that's like exactly hard, what they man. did. They waited for Babe to get to where they were. Yeah. That company was, what, 1990? Yeah, they've been around for like a hot minute. They've been like around a for a minute, and Nike waited until 2022, 2023 yeah, exactly. to be like, you guys have generated mass amount of profits off of our products. Exactly. Now we're coming for you. After not doing anything for but that But I think it's time. because... I don't, like don't quote me on this i don't know if their patent for the shoe silhouette was like i don't know if it was like still active or not but i know they repatented it for the jordan one the dunks as well too and then right after that is when they just started oh. everybody and it was yeah it was game over everyone man, after these that people got so. state-of-the-art law teams man, yeah, exactly, I swear. man exactly. <laughs> um so we're lucky enough to be shooting this at uh the lovely burb um, you know, thanks very much to uh, pe- the people, our, our lovely friends at Burb, for allowing us yeah. to be in your wonderful space here. The stomping um, grounds. Yeah. Um, tell us about how you got started um, with Burb. Um, I got started with Burb. Because I, I figure it's worth noting, I had just finished cutting the uh, Hakeem Crixie, yeah, yeah. The, the last for the record interview, yeah. where he talks about a young Shiloh walking in with a yeah. resume. <laughs> I was yeah, gonna yeah. leave it there yeah. and let you continue nah, I that remember story. remember that day like it was yesterday too, man. But yeah, first off, yeah, okay. Well, I'll start off with my brother knew someone who was working here at the time, and then he was the one who essentially, I guess, not really got me the interview, but he's just like, "Go give your resume," and I'm like, "I'm sure you'll get some." I was like, "Cool." So yeah, I came in, literally, yeah, right behind me here, walked in. <laughs> I seen yeah, Crixie was working, and then I forget who else was working, but I remember Crixie for sure. And I was like, word. I was like, I can get used to this. <laughs> one of my guys right here. I, like, I think he might have even said, yo, there's only one of us alive. Yeah, so yeah this guy, <laughs> this man, guy yeah, yeah. he always be saying that. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, yeah, I came in, he was working. I'm pretty sure he was the one that took my resume. And then, yeah, he handed off to whoever. I had the interview, and I think he was there, like, just, like, watching or doing whatever yeah. it was do. And then, yeah, after that, I ended up getting hired. I forget, like, how long in between, like, how quick the span was or whatever but either way I started working as a bud tender so I started working on the floor and then yeah I really wanted to get onto the graphic side and I knew they didn't have like kind of like an essential like graphic designer that was just like on the team team so I started doing kind of like these little side projects for them not really like them not asking anything I was just like yo I was like I can do this I can yeah. do that <laughs> just like kind of like yo like I can like you know like I'm down for it yeah so, and then I, yeah, they kind of like gave me a chance after that. So I was bouncing between the floor and then graphic design. Mm-hmm. And then once, yeah, graphics started picking up a little bit more, they started opening up more locations and the workload got heavier. I just went full on graphics and yeah, never really looked back. That's heat. I, um, cause I've heard the story a few times. People said that you had started at first with a, uh, being a butt tender. Yeah, exactly. Um, was your initial proposal to be in graphics? And they said that, 
uh, you're gonna have to kind of work your way up the ranks in a sense, or was it just that? No, um, I just like I like yeah. At that point, I just like yeah. I was looking for a job at the time, and yeah, this place looks sick. Like the whole lifestyle, the whole culture behind it. So yeah. Yeah, that's why I came here, essentially, and then after that, once we had, like, more of a marketing team, that's when I guess they wanted, like, to have more of a central graphic designer, so, again, that's when I kind of just, like, was like, yo, like, I can do this, like, do the X, Y, and Z, and yeah. then, yeah, after that was when I was like, hey, I was like, this could actually be something, and then, yeah, after that, the rest was history. Do you so. feel like it was important for them to have you prove yourself, like, or do I you... Think it was just nice for me, honestly, to be able to prove myself to see, like, what yeah. I could do for, like, more of, like, the corporate setting and just, like, show my skills off of what I could do in school and just, like, what I've actually learned. So yeah. That was almost, that was honestly more of, like, a test for me, I want to say, of just, like, I guess, proving what I could actually do. Yeah. And then, yeah, without direction as well, too. And then, yeah. I think there's something notably notable to be said about, um, almost, it's, it's almost like growing up with the corporation. Yeah. It's like... Uh, there's a vested interest in both ways. Like, obviously, yeah. you are looking for a job, you're looking for a position, but you want to grow in a certain career Yeah, path. exactly, 100%. Uh, they may be looking for people to help build this, you know, or organization that they're creating, essentially. Yeah. And, and since there's kind of an exchange in efforts in that sense where yeah. you're having, uh, or not you're having to, but you're wanting to prove yourself yeah. um, obviously wanting to put the work in yeah, being exactly. willing to be a butt tender but exactly uh, i was here too and it was like literally just one store i think right now we're at six or seven i think six but yeah either way i was here when it was just the first store so i was like i knew there was potential to grow as well too but again nothing's ever promised in this world so you never know but mm -hmm. yeah i just wanted to see what i could do and it all worked out in my favor so. yeah and it's even um like even from like the bird perspective too um they can say that hey no shy has been with us for this amount of time yeah. um, we've crafted and helped develop his skill. Yeah, exactly. Um, he has this to prove for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look at us now. We earned success. For example, when was it that I was, I think Matt might have even came over and I had yeah. looked at one of the packaging and I was like, yo, I took a picture of it. He's like, yeah. yo, did you make this? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I can't remember what it, I can't remember what it was. It was the said. Toronto one. Yeah, okay, that's right. The Toronto packaging, that's right. But yeah, it's been cool to like, it's been cool to start from like, as one store when it's like they have a, like they already have the aesthetic they have like the lifestyle they have the culture but then to be able to like build on top of that was like yeah it was cool to see where i could do that and within like yeah the four i think almost four years i've been here it's been it's been a good journey so um in terms of like the artistic direction of like where burb is headed um as far as you can say because um, yeah, yeah. i know um i mean it's always been like a west Western company, I yeah, kind of sense, like more West Coast. Like they really try to stick to like the BC roots. I want to say like British Columbia. So yeah, um, I, is there a store now in California yet? Or no, we have products down there though, and like a bunch of stores. I don't know how many to be exact, but I know there's probably over like 15 stores that we're in in LA. Mm -hmm. We're in Ontario as well too. We have Strange dropping down there, and then yeah, that's about it honestly. But it's been yeah, it's been a cool journey to see us from like just strictly in Canada and BC to be able, being able to branch out to Ontario with their own products and then in LA as well too and getting like marketing stuff down there and yeah yeah it's been cool honestly yeah with it um with it being in California in particular I know that um for example I was watching uh, uh it was Tyler the creator yeah he was talking on uh, a panel essentially uh it was a panel I think sponsored by Converse or something of that sort yeah, yeah. I don't know if you had seen that one but Essentially, he was saying um, people that hadn't started yet, like, uh, just basically saying, like, what's stopping you from starting? Go ahead. And then he gets into further conversation about when they were first starting uh, and they were making clothing uh, because it was, you know, kind of lighter clothing material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people were saying that it was cheaper, but he was saying not necessarily. Yeah. We're in California. Why would we be wearing thicker hoodies? Yeah, exactly. Um, our hoodies are built for kind of the the environment that we are in. Yeah, exactly. And each brand has like their own kind of like, I guess they'll design it how they want and like the market that they want to market it to as well too. But yeah, I've always been more of like heavyweight. I'm like, yeah, heavyweight tees, heavyweight hoodies. I just love like, I don't know. I just love the feeling, yeah. honestly, for myself. So, with um, because I we like even with the team, we've like constantly talked about your hoodies, like how great quality they are. Yeah. Um, because we feel you know, say the first the V one to yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that it is now. Um, for Burb, uh, I don't know if you have a hand more so in kind of the apparel yeah. side of things, but 
um, what's the direction with that one um, in terms of you know say the apparel like uh, is it more gonna stick to I would say it's it's lighter except for some of the other coats yeah theirs is like more light but they like to stick to like the quality as well too as a whole thing so they kind of like to mix the two Mm -hmm. some hoodies are more overweight but it really just depends on the season that we're dropping and just like yeah what we're trying to do with it but yeah yeah the whole design side they had um when I came on they already had like their first collection drop and then after that is when I kind of started to do the um the apparel as well too so yeah yeah that was the part i was really stoked on because it's not just like it's not just like some regular like clothing brand type of thing they more tap into like the streetwear and just like the actual culture behind it a sick graphic sick logo so mm. yeah that's why i was super stoked to work on that as well and so that being the apparel what about the packaging are you more so in charge of just the packaging side of things i would say anything graphic related anything, anything graphic, you see okay. a logo on or like yeah. a graphic or anything is like usually like i've like been involved in that process yeah. of getting it done and what about um in terms of that what can we maybe see in the future is it going to kind of stay in the same uh um, I'd say it keeps like a very neutral tone with the yeah, exactly. a, a graphic on the front. Yeah. Um, is that kind of the... I think we always tend to go like less is more. Like we'll usually have just like more small logos. We'll sometimes have like one-off projects where, yeah, we'll do big graphics. And then that would be like the collab I did with them with my brand actually. We've had two collabs now. And those ones is when we kind of like did the larger graphics. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, they're just, like, more neutral, just, like, hazel, black, white, gray. And then, yeah, that's, like I said, simple is more kind of aspect as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I guess moving away from Burb, some of the other projects that you kind of worked on. Um, I, you know, you mentioned uh, with Crixie, particularly cold drinks, you kind of had yeah. a hand in some of the design in that. Yeah. Um, maybe talk a little bit about that or maybe some other projects that you've worked on. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, with Crooksy specifically, yeah, he has his cold drinks. He has cold drinks brand. Mm-hmm. I was helping him do posters with that. And then I was helping him for probably like, I want to say like almost like two years, honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was like when he just started it up. And I remember when he didn't even have a name for it, we were like brainstorming names yeah. together, actually. And then he landed on Cold Drink. And I was like, yo, I was like, that, like, that has to be it. I was yeah. like, that one was just hitting, honestly. I think we all linked up one time. Yeah, uh, exactly. That yeah. was after Cold Drinks was already kind of going. But yeah, exactly. Just... I remember that time we linked up, though, actually. I do remember that. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely come a long way. And like, yeah, I'm stoked to see everything that he's doing. I hope he does real well with his brand, which it seems like he is, honestly. So yeah. But yeah, just being with like the graphic side, I haven't done posters in quite a while, honestly, just because I'm doing freelance projects on the side now as well, too. So I'm oh, okay. working for like two other companies as well, too, while working at Burb, while trying to manage my brand and just like yeah. managing life in general. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot going on. So <laughs> I feel that. It was really like this year and last year where I was like, I can't keep saying like yes to everything as much as I want to. It's like I really just got to like be more pick and choosy of just like more of like what I actually want to do and just like what's going to help me, I guess, just like prosper myself and push me forward. And yeah, like I said, help me deal with my life as well too. Yeah. Cause yeah so um, I guess talk about that uh, because we find that quite frequently, you know, you have to start to become, to get to the level where you want to get to. Yeah. Unfortunately, it requires having the ability to say no to certain things. Yeah. hundred percent. To certain projects maybe that you can't, fit into your schedule without it completely yeah. exhausting you without yeah exactly you losing sleep trying to fit one more thing into exactly work. um talk about that like when did you find that you hit that point uh probably during like covid i want to say honestly that's when i was just like deep evaluation on life like there's nothing else to really do you're just like chilling by your ones and yeah that's about it honestly i was just like really just like analyzing everything and i was just like yo i'm just like just working 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 like i have no time to myself like on weekends i'm still working weekdays i'm working it's just like yeah you get to that point where you're just burnt out and it's like you just like you can't keep going type of thing yeah so like i said as much as i wanted to say yes to all these opportunities or whatever it's like you really just gotta like cold cut it where you think is right and just like yeah yeah. Because sometimes in the moment, it's yeah, you might think it's a good idea to take it on. Then, like, a couple days after, you're like, oh, like, I should have never did this. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, so. I feel those ones. Yeah, exactly. But in all honesty, it's a blessing to even be able to do that, to be yeah. able to say no to certain things because you're being blessed with so many opportunities yeah. uh, from so many places. So, um, you know, the fact that we're able to kind of get to places where we can even be able to do that, I guess, yeah, in a sense. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you 
kind of have to give hats off to that in itself. But it's yeah. it's a representation of the hard work, I guess, that we put yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. It's true, man. It's true. I'm like, yeah, you got to say no every now and then, man. Yeah. <laughs> you say yes, Facts. Um, talk about uh, what you see for yourself. Like when, when all is said and done, when you look back at your life um, in terms of the different things that you've accomplished and the yeah. different things that you've done, um, what do you kind of hope? Uh, is there anything in particular? Like, are you hoping to maybe be the head of a design house or establish your own design house and uh, have it go on to be something that's greater? Yeah. Uh, I think my goal essentially, like, back end is have my brand, like, I have, like, a lot of stuff in the background that not a whole yeah. lot of people be knowing about, honestly. But either way, I want to say I want to have my brand as still kind of, like, my side hobby. I want to have, a, like, a different main for, like, my money income. Okay. But, yeah, the brand I want to always have there. Eventually, I want to be able to get a warehouse for it. I want to be able to get people working inside the warehouse, whether it be, like, my homies or people I just hire in general. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, at that point, I want to just be able to have drops to the point where they're just, like, selling out within, like, 30 seconds to a minute type of thing. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, just have enough stock to be able to sell it within, like, yeah, like I said, like, five minutes or whatever. But yeah. I would say that's, like, the main goal of mine, honestly. Yeah. And if you were to do that, would you see it being based somewhere here or would you maybe see it somewhere else? Mm. I think most likely based somewhere else. As much as I love Vancouver, like, I feel like I'll always have, like, somewhere I'm living down here, like, whatever. Like, I'll always have love for Van, but I feel like in the future, like, I don't think I would be living down here, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, um, do you still have a family that stay here? Like, if you were to go, would you still kind of come back? Because I do have friends yeah. that, like, they, their parents are here, but if it wasn't for that, they probably wouldn't come back. Yeah, cause... exactly. I definitely would come back. Like, I, yeah, Vancouver's my home, man. Poco's, yeah. like, home base, like I said. Like, yeah. as much people, I mean, Porco Quillum, there's not a whole lot going on, but, like, yeah. I'm a homebody. I like quiet spaces. Porco Quillum's, like, perfect for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it, honestly, man. I love but it. So. Gotta leave the nest at some point, especially when it comes yeah, to business. exactly, man. Yeah. Exactly, so. Yeah. No, this was this was dope. This is dope. Um, I know it's getting to know you. I'm sure uh, I've learned a lot of things today. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of people have also maybe have known you at some point. Yeah, have maybe learned a couple of things. Maybe heard a whole bunch of stuff that they probably already known. Yeah, uh, I think your story is very interesting because it's yeah. the story of um, somebody that is you know creating something for themselves uh, at the same time creating something for uh, a corporation that is you know it's. You look at it and it's defined by the design, the aesthetic. Um, yeah, exactly. And you have to kind of give the credit where it's due to those individuals, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, 100%. I appreciate uh, that, man, for real. Yeah. Like, I appreciate everything you're saying. So. Yeah. So um, I hope this isn't the, the, the last time that we get together, um, especially with these For the Records. Uh, yeah. Uh, to begin with, you know, we kind of get the first ones out of the way, but of yeah. course we'll circle back around. 100%, uh, man. Anytime, man. Anytime I'll be here, you know, I'll be here. Most so definitely, most know. definitely. Um, thanks to Burb again for uh, you know inviting us into their space, um, allowing us to shoot here. This uh, amazing set. We'll get a whole bunch of B-roll of the the, the, the space here because honestly, yeah. it's, it's one that if you haven't been to a Burb store, I really recommend it. Even just for you know looking at the store in itself, you know, even in that section there, um, you're looking at a clothing store as well as you know a, a cannabis yeah. That's what most store. people think when they first walk in. If you haven't been here, they'll literally say they thought it was a clothing store until you walk around the corner <laughs> and you see everything else. But yeah, yeah, our cannabis, yeah, the cannabis store is a lot different than the other ones out there. I would say it had a whole different aesthetic. So yeah, and like I said, credit to to you and your uh, your colleagues. So hey, right yeah. On. Thanks again for uh, everybody watching today um, for another episode of For the Record. Uh, of course, my name is Christo.com. Here with Shy, Shiloh Stoops. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate you coming in today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. Shout out Christo. Shout out Bird for the space. Shout out Matthew. Shout out Braden for the photos. 100%. Shout out the whole team. But yeah, I'm stoked for this, man. I'm happy you had me. So hopefully Most it won't definitely. be the last time. Yeah. Watch more of our other content by scrolling down, clicking some other videos. Uh, of course, watch the Crooksy one that just went up. Uh, a yeah. good homie of ours. Uh, and yeah, we're going to catch y'all next time. Yeah, let's go. Deuces.